Hello, hello, another week has come, and welcome to The Golink Show. My name is Ben Harris. I am the founder of Golink, a goal-setting community sharing weekly challenges. These challenges are inspired by brands to bring you new ways to develop and improve yourself. You can kick back and watch me take on these exciting and uncomfortable challenges, or you can join me. I challenge every listener to complete these weekly goals. Catch the content on Instagram or Facebook at Golink Group. The Golink Show, this podcast recounts experiences from the achievers of the world, but not just the success. We delve into the challenges and the struggle that we all face. How do we find the will to push through? What role do motivation, discipline, and failure play in our lives? Let's talk about the process and not just the result. We discuss this and much more in the show. Thanks for tuning in. And this week we have a special guest on the show. It is my friend Kelly. She is a celebrity relations manager for Children's Miracle Network Hospitals. We talk about leaving her first job in the NFL to work for the Children's Miracle Network Hospitals, where she's been at for the last 20 years working with a myriad of celebrities. And get ready to hear some miraculous, inspiring stories that these celebrities have helped with that she's facilitated with for sick kids. Um, We also talk about these things. You never know what's on the other side of what if, how to deal with denial and bounce back from lots of no's, body dysmorphic disorder, what it is and how she deals with it, how to love what is, what is today and not argue with reality, why there are no limitations on your dreams, her experience in never being married and a career driven woman, advice for little girls, whatever their dream may be, and how her body shut down physically after she tried to be perfect for years. This is an awesome interview. Stay tuned, stay engaged. Let's go. All righty. Everyone, welcome to The Golink Show. We have my friend and just an an energetic force, (laughs) Kelly. How are you this fine evening? I am amazing, and thank you for introducing me that way. I like that introduction. Yes, you know it. It's very, (laughs) very true. So let's just jump straight into it. I just want you to introduce yourself as far as your job, your passion, and your journey to this point today. Okay, that's a very loaded question, but I will start with the fact that I work for the greatest company on the planet and Mm -hmm. it's children's miracle network hospitals and Mm -hmm. we raise money for 170 children's hospitals across the country treat 10 million kids each year and i have the opportunity to meet these kids i started with the company 23 years ago and my job is celebrity relations so i work with celebrities all over the country to help raise funds and awareness Mm -hmm. and so i like to say that i make miracles happen for kids and that is what i am so passionate about and I have witnessed miracle after miracle after miracle and I've been lucky enough to be a part of that and it's my why it is uh really why I get up every day is what kind of miracle can I create today and that's awesome and 23 years which I understand like (laughs) when you're making that big of a difference it'd be hard to like go somewhere else you know it's um don't get me wrong it's it's a hard job too because we don't pay these celebrities to do anything Mm -hmm. but um the why is so big that i'm willing to go through that pain um because the payoff is so huge when you see when you're in a children's hospital and you're on the cancer floor and you see this little one-year-old and he's hooked up to all of these tubes and his chemo and you're like how is that parent going through it how is that child going through it and you know 
that you're so blessed that you're not going through it, but you have the responsibility to help the people that are going through it. And mm -hmm. so you just, it's, it really is a blessing to be able to, to do this. Last year we raised $389 million. We've raised Whoa. over $5 billion since 1983. That's crazy. And it's so cool because this charity is so different than most others on the planet yeah. because all of the money that's raised is local and you know exactly where your money's going to go. If you're in LA, it would benefit okay. kids treated at Children's Hospital Los Angeles. If uh -huh. you're in Salt Lake City, it would benefit kids treated at Primary Children's Medical Center. So mm -hmm. it's just so cool. I I just honestly, I can't believe how lucky I am because my dream as a little girl was to work for the mm -hmm. Denver Broncos. And that dream came true as soon as I graduated from college at mm -hmm. BYU. And I couldn't believe that I got it because I was turned down twice for an internship and it was just like the most amazing thing. But then out of the blue, someone called me up and said, do you want to work for this organization? I'd never heard of them. Mm -hmm. And I had such a hard time yeah. deciding if this was the right decision because here I am at mm -hmm. my dream job. So I sat down one night and I made a list of the pros and cons <laughs> of if I stay, yeah. if I go. And I thought out everything and I wrote it down. And I decided to leave the National Football League, which was my dream, to go to some podunk office in Holiday, Utah. It was really kind of messy and nothing like this amazing facility I was mm -hmm. at. And I made that choice, and it was the greatest decision that I have ever made in my entire life. And I think about what if I would not have made that decision. And I think that's a really powerful thing is you never know what's on the other side mm. of what if. That's true. I'm going through a very similar situation. So when you, when you went to the company, I'm not sure if I just, cause I drive. So I grew up in holiday, so I can picture the logo on my head. Yeah. So I'm not sure if it's just because of that, <laughs> I recognize it or has it gotten bigger over the past couple of decades? Yeah. I mean, when we first started, like we mm -hmm. raised a million point four dollars and it was started as a telethon in Provo, Utah with okay. Marie Osmond and John Schneider. He was okay. Bo Duke from Dukes of Hazard. Yeah, yeah. So it was just a telethon and it got bigger and bigger and bigger. And um, the logo up in holiday, it was like a miracle balloon. That's been our logo since mm -hmm. we started in 1983. And we used to be Children's Miracle Network. Now it's Children's Miracle Network Hospitals. And we just work with, you know, over 100 corporate partners that help us raise money and uh, the biggest coolest thing is that I get to meet so many of these um, millions of kids that are treated at our at our hospital and you know they're everywhere like there's there's so many people going through challenges and you never know when you're gonna know someone who needs a children's hospital mm -hmm. so it's just so important that like we give where we can because every dollar matters mm -hmm. we raise 389 million dollars a year mostly one dollar at a time that's so cool it's grassroots fundraising yeah. it's amazing it, it just mm -hmm. goes to show the power that one individual can make to change the world in a positive way and create a ripple effect of mm -hmm. miracles that can't be stopped okay so you just you've mentioned miracles so to you how do you define a miracle what is a miracle okay well Webster defines a miracle <laughs> as a welcome or yeah. surprising event that cannot yeah. be explicable by natural or scientific laws and is therefore considered to be the work of the divine. No, it's funny. So, cause you're like staring off to space and you, <laughs> you said it 
just like to the point and so i had to like look over <laughs> at your wall i was like do you have like a picture of the no i i gave a definition. talk recently and yeah. that was part of my little like ted talk okay. speech and so yeah. but so i like that it, it's it's not explicable it's not explainable but i also believe it's god bending the rules mm-hmm. in your favor and i think sometimes if somebody didn't say something was possible then you wouldn't know that a miracle existed so sometimes people are out there as a way to prove that miracles are real Mm -hmm. like for instance um one little kid his name is little boo and he was five years old he Mm -hmm. got diagnosed with the swine flu he spent 501 days in his children's hospital just because of swine flu because of swine flu it attacked every part of his body and his um oxygen levels were at Mm -hmm. such a high rate that the doctor said he was going to die, that he was not going to make it. And they chose to believe differently. And after 501 days, he left the hospital for a couple years. He did dialysis where mm-hmm. he would drive three hours every day to sit in a chair for four hours wow. and then drive back home three hours, Monday, Wednesday, Friday. So that was his childhood. And when he got to fifth grade, he actually got a kidney transplant from his mom, mm-hmm. was able to go back to school and I was able to kind of help create a miracle in his life with something cool. I pitched a story to the Meredith Vieira show and he loves Guy Ferrari. Yeah. yeah. The host from diners. What is it? Diners, drive-ins and and dives. dives. Yeah. Every day when he was in the hospital, he wrote Mm -hmm. a list of where he was going to eat from that show when he could eat again. And so on the show that I pitched him on, we flew him to New York city. Meredith just said, we have a surprise for you. Mm -hmm. And they brought out a book signed by Guy, and he just freaked out because he loves Guy so much. And then they showed a video, and it was Guy saying, as soon as you're done today, we'll Uh, bring you on a train, or we'll bring you to the opening of my new restaurant. That was a miracle. He should not be alive today. But his Mm -hmm. dad is like, you know what? God needed to prove um, that miracles are real, and they Mm -hmm. wouldn't be real if people weren't saying that something isn't possible. And so I want to call you like the not as famous Ellen or something <laughs> for all these things that you do. Um, and I'm sure you've thought of this. Like, have you ever thought about doing a TV show about all of these things? No, I haven't. Um, I definitely have created a lot of content. Yeah. that has been gone viral yes. from some of the things that uh-huh. we've had happen. Uh, but I, I do really want the world to be inspired by these kids' stories. Mm-hmm. And so I have a podcast, and it's called Untold Miracles. And every other week I interview a celebrity, and we talk about miracles. And I'm also writing a book called Untold Miracles um, that features 15 of these kids' stories. I just finished another book called The Miracle of Maverick. Okay. But this other book um, just features, like, like seriously, I can't believe the mm-hmm. things that have happened. Um, but they happened and they're real. And so when there's really bad things that are happening in the world and doctors are saying, you know what? They're not going to walk. They're not going to talk. They're not going to live. I say, I believe in miracles Mm. because I know God's plan is perfect. Mm -hmm. And I believe a miracle is possible in this situation. So like, I love the focus on miracles actually like, have you ever had someone challenge you on that? Like, yeah, a lot of people do not believe in miracles, and I because did a, kids yeah, die, yeah, you know, and that I sucks, know. and it's terrible. But yeah, I know it's yeah. and well, even kids are abused. Mm. Kids are like there's so many bad things that happen in the world, and 
it's it's really hard when you think of that. I had one podcast guest, one celebrity. He's like, I'll come on your podcast, but I'm not going to, you can't use the word miracle. Hmm. So I said, okay, we don't have to, I don't <laughs> have to say the word miracle. Yeah. And I didn't, but some people are very uncomfortable hmm. with that word. And I'm glad I'm not one of them. Okay. And so when will the book that will soon be published, when will that be out? And which one is that? Oh, okay. So that's um, The Miracle of Maverick. And mm-hmm. that will be out. It's it's done. And now I'm just waiting for legal agreements to get signed from a few people involved in that story. Mm-hmm. And as soon as that's done, then it can be out. And I'm so excited because 100% of the proceeds are benefiting mm-hmm. Children's Miracle Network Hospitals. That's cool. And you will be able mm-hmm. to help more kids like Maverick. And Maverick is definitely one of the biggest miracles that I have ever seen. I mean, I do see a lot, but his is one of my most (laughs) favorite miracles to talk about. My sister gave me this for Christmas. This is a a thing on my desk and it is a picture of me and Maverick. And it says to some is given the working of Hmm. miracles. Cause I all believe, I believe we have gifts. Like we all have gifts that we are blessed with and we are meant to use those to bless the lives of other people. And it's, finding out what that gift is for you and then making sure that you honor that gift and you share it because otherwise it, you're wasting it. And the only reason you were given that gift is to share it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think you, you've had miracle. You're not only the facilitator of miracles, but in a way of how you get these celebrities or, is unconventional <laughs> right Which, absolutely yeah and have you read the book the third door yet have we talked about it oh my it? gosh that's one of my favorite books ever um, it totally relates to you if you haven't read that book yeah. oh i felt like it was my entire yeah. life um this kid um hijacked uh, the price is right yeah. and then he wrote a book on like all of these different people he wanted to interview how they were successful and he mm-hmm. was able to interview some of the biggest celebrity names by going through the third door. The first door is the door everybody goes through. Mm-hmm. The second door is a little bit less conventional. Um, maybe the back door. Um, but the third door is like the, it's just, you find a way no matter what, mm-hmm. no matter how many, how many no's that you get, you make it happen. And I'm telling you, that's how I live my life. Mm-hmm. I probably got I, on a daily basis. I probably get Oh my gosh, I don't even know how many no's I get, but I know that every no <laughs> yeah. leads to a yes. And I, hmm. I've i had so many cool stories. Like for six years, I asked Lady Annabellum to do an event for me. So six s- years. So six years, like, did you set a reminder in your phone? No, I just worked that do? relationship for six years. Okay. And I finally got them on board to come mm-hmm. to this big event that we did at Disney World. And you know what's so amazing? Which I'm so proud of. <laughs> Okay. Uh, they started a foundation uh-huh. that we helped them start oh, that's called Lady Aid and Children's Miracle Network Hospitals. And our hospital in Nashville is benefiting from that. And last year we got a check for $100,000 for that. And this year we got a check for 40000 That was because of persistence and not taking no for an answer. You mm. never know when it's the perfect timing for something to happen. But I believe that every celebrity on the planet should support Children's Miracle Network Hospitals. Like, who did I get a no from? I just got a no from Lady Gaga on something. Like, was that yesterday? Like her email or her people? From her people. Yeah, her people's like, "Um, Lady Gaga's not available at this time. So we go back with another ask. Well, okay, she's saying no to this. Maybe she'll say yes to this. And so I just, 
Yeah, no doesn't mean much to me. Just it, <laughs> it, it, no means not yet. Unless, well, yeah. I won't go there. <laughs> but, um, but anyway, so when was the first time you did a public speaking gig? Okay, this is a great question. Mm-hmm. So I've had a dream of being a pub- public speaker probably for the last 10 or 15 years. Okay. And 2016, mm-hmm. I decided that I was going to do my own mm-hmm. event and I invited probably 250 people. So just come. you, just me and one two other people. Okay. Um, my coach at the time, she's my energetic, but you were coach. the main yeah. event. Well, I don't know about that, but there was the three of us. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so we just decided we were going to do it. And it was like the best day of my life. <laughs> I, yeah. I've never been married. I'm 45, never uh-huh. been married. I woke up that morning. Like I, I imagine if I ever do get married that it won't be as exciting as it was that day to live my dream <laughs> of being a motivational speaker. Yeah. It was the greatest feeling. And I know that I helped people because of the feedback that I got, because I've had a very interesting journey mm-hmm. um, for the last 25 years of dealing with um, body dysmorphic disorder, anxiety, depression, OCD, addictive behaviors, suicidal thoughts, like mm-hmm. you name it. I have been dealing with it. And so I've been doing a lot of reading and therapy and addiction treatment centers and all Mm -hmm. these different things that you can do. And so I feel like I have so much knowledge you do that I want to share with other people so they can know that no matter what they're going through, uh, they can choose to show up every day because Mm -hmm. believe me, I know that depression is real. I know Mm -hmm. that anxiety is real. I know that suicidal thoughts are real, but we can still choose to show up no matter what. So 2016 was your yeah, first gig? Yeah, so 2016, I did a couple speaking gigs that year. So you've done a lot in the past well, two or three years then. Yeah, that's when I really started it. But I have to say, um, in 2018, I'm just like, you know what? This is the year okay. that I am going to make it happen. Mm-hmm. And so I got my website up, which is bookkellydavis.com. It's K-E-L-L-I. I um, gave a 12-minute speech at UCLA about breaking the rules to create miracles. That video went viral thanks to Goldcast, and it got a million views in six days. It has 1.4 million views right now. And I'm so proud of that because I... 1.4 million people were able to hear mm-hmm. my message about breaking the rules to create miracles. And I have a speaking gig this Friday at a company called Nozani in um, Linden. And it's what I want to do. Like, I want to be on stage because my heart lights up. I am so excited. I feel like I'm pregnant with information <laughs> that I need to get outside of me. And so when I can be on stage, I don't know what that's it would funny. feel like to be pregnant, but it feels like that's what being pregnant would feel like. So that's what you should say when you get on stage, like I was about to give birth to some <laughs> knowledge. Everyone get ready. Yes. Yeah. Um, so I don't know how well received that no, would they'd be. No, they'd be like, what the hell? They'd be like, um, do we need um, towels? <laughs> what do we need? <laughs> So you mentioned body dysmorphic disorder. Yeah. So I've never heard about this before you. What is that exactly? Well, it's a mental disorder where your mind um, has distorted thinking and it can't see a correct perception of reality. And so Hmm. my mind is obsessed with my physical imperfections and flaws and that perceived 
ugliness makes me want to isolate and more myself than other people because yeah. everyone is yeah, yeah, picky yeah, and, yeah yeah oh it's like a it's like a 24 7 thing but it just makes me want to isolate myself from the mm. world and never be seen and not get out of bed and um it's uh been really hard and it's mm-hmm. funny because i'm in a world where i am around beautiful celebrities all the time like i mean hollywood it's ridiculous but hollywood is smoke and mirrors like it's mm-hmm. not real but celebrities are given platforms to do real things and really good things too so it is cool what they can do but yeah so it's just been a oh my gosh it's been such a hard journey um but i'm really grateful that i get to be around these miracle kids and watch them go through their problems and it really um helps give me perspective on what i'm going through and it's not to say that i'm minimizing what i'm Mm -hmm. going through because everyone's challenged no matter how big or small it's big to them because it's what they're going through so i I don't think you should ever compare despair or that but it's it's yeah it's been it has been really hard it's hard every day i just Mm -hmm. decide that you know what i am i'm gonna love myself i'm gonna look in the mirror every day and choose to really love myself and um, i'm gonna show up even though it's really hard and i'm going to focus on other people and what miracles I can create and uh, honestly like if we live our life with the attitude of whose life can I impact for the good today that's what it's about yeah and then then we get out of our own suffering and our own mm-hmm. struggles but we suffer when we think our thoughts and um, when we can just question those thoughts our suffering is a lot less yeah that that is really cool and were you like officially diagnosed with it or how does that work? Yeah. And how yeah, old were I had you? A therapy. Um, well, it's interesting cause I saw Oprah do a session on body dysmorphic huh. disorder probably 15 years ago. And it was like the most beautiful people. They were so stunning and they hated themselves. Mm-hmm. Like they looked in the mirror and they thought that their nose was bigger. Like your, your eyes cannot see. It really is dysmorphic. Like. It's like you have a, pair of foggy goggles on hmm. and you cannot see what's real so i can't see that my body is the weight that my body is i can o- i only see it as bigger because it's like i can't even it's like the lens doesn't work it's totally out of focus is that from like society or just from birth I think, or well, mix it's, it's, it's a mental disorder so okay, it's okay. like it's a real thing just like um depression is real so yeah i've been i mean i've been dealing with it uh it started for me when i was I grew up in Afton, Wyoming, very mm-hmm. small town. I went to BYU. Uh, my first class was 1,000 people, and my whole high school was only 600. And I went <laughs> from being very popular overnight to nobody. And yeah. when I was 17, I um, had back surgery the summer before my senior year of high school. Mm-hmm. And that's when I started noticing my weight. And my weight hmm. and the BDD has been an issue in my life since I was 17 years old. Yeah. So, that's yeah. tough and i assume like you've mentioned you've gotten better yeah over time but it's it's kind of it's in without because i don't have a better example right now but like like you lift or you work out to like get fit but you just don't stop right because it's like oh cool like i'm in shape or i'm buff right. now you have to keep it up the same thing of even if you felt you've mastered it it doesn't go away so you have to keep practicing right Yeah, it's just like your muscles need to be stronger Mm -hmm. so you can deal with what you have to deal with so like for me every day i don't know if you're familiar with tapping 
are you familiar with tapping? That sounds familiar. What is it? Emotional freedom technique, but it's um, Nick uh-huh. Ortner and tapping. And then I meditate and then I pull some cards. To, like my mind always has to be every day being um, pulled towards uh, positive thoughts. Otherwise, okay. for me, it's a radio station. Am I going to listen to mm-hmm. that negative radio station all day or am I going to turn it to the station that I am so awesome, I mm-hmm. am so happy, I am so beautiful, I am divine. Like, you know, it's like we choose what station every day we're going to listen to. So mm-hmm. I, when I first thing when I get up, I'm really lucky because I got to go see Tony Robbins and learn how to change my physical mm-hmm. state. And that's the most important thing you can do every day is – how you show up is based on your physical state and what you choose mm-hmm. to do in the morning. Do you take cold showers? Day. I don't. I've never. I've, I've <laughs> wanted to try that. I have not been able to do so it. So just this week, I've, I haven't taken full cold showers. But for like the last probably 10, 20 seconds, as long as I can stand it, yeah. it's cold. Ooh, that's and it's, good. And that's just how I'm starting. Yeah. Um, but anyway, I ask because I know Tony does a cold yeah. plunge every morning. Well, yeah. Well, so I actually did the fire walking. Mm-hmm. And I will tell you that was one of the most powerful things that I've ever done because we all know that fear is false evidence appearing real. Yes. Uh, and um, face everything and run is another definition mm-hmm. for fear. But I like to say face everything and rock. And rock. Yeah. And mm-hmm. rock. And so I just was really worried about what that experience would be like. And. I really thought it would burn my feet. Like, I'm like, I do not dare do this. This like, and I was so worried about what yeah. could happen, the blisters and how am I going to deal with like mm-hmm. that. And he got our mind in a mental state by having us say, Kumas, 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 over and over and over. Hmm. We were in a room for 12 hours before yeah. we went outside. 35,000 people walked outside and there was. He had 35,000 no, people there? No, 11,000 people, 35 lines of fire. Oh, Sorry. 11,000 okay. people, 35 Still, lines fun. of fire and we just like literally we pushed through our fear Mm -hmm. and we just went but it's like it's all mindset like everything is a mindset what am i going to choose to believe and that's how i deal with my bdd on a daily basis is am i going to choose to believe this thought and i actually just did the most amazing podcast with a woman called byron katie are you Mm -hmm. familiar with her no okay so she wrote the work and it's for it's all about self-inquiry and it's four questions that can change your life because if we believe our thoughts, we suffer. Because mm-hmm. if we ever argue with reality, we're going to suffer. We it's love true. what is. You have to learn how to love what is. And the four questions are, is this thought true? The second question is, can you absolutely know for sure that this is true? The third question is, how do you feel when you think that thought? Who do you become? And then the fourth question is, who are you without that thought? And then the fifth one is the turnaround. Hmm. And it's very powerful. So if I say I am, I am ugly, I'm fat, I'm like, whatever the, is it true? Can I know for sure that that's true? Who would I be without that thought? Well, how do I feel? My body's tense. I feel, who am I without the thought? I actually feel so much better. And then the turnaround, I'm not ugly. I'm not, you know, so it's really powerful all day long. You question your thoughts with those four questions Mm -hmm. because that's all life is. We wake up every day and we are faced with, 60,000 thoughts that come through our head and are we going to choose to believe thoughts that serve us? Hmm. That's really good. And I'm sure you've been asked like, who's your favorite interview, but what's just like one recent one. You don't like, I don't believe in favorites. Yeah. Yeah. You know, well, just like even something. I will say that I um, just interviewed Rain Wilson, Dwight from (laughs) the office. Awesome. And he's, he's a member of the Baha'i faith 
And that is a very cool religion. And um, they just believe in the oneness of of everything. And um, But I just interviewed Mitch Albom, and he is the author of the best-selling memoir of all time, Tuesdays with Maury. Mm -hmm. And he truly talks about how to live life fully. And I was so – I just wanted to be a better person after Mm. being done with that interview. And um, Byron Katie, who I mentioned with the work in her books, Loving What Is, was amazing. And then um, I just got to interview um, Muhammad Ali's daughter, Layla Ali. That was so fun because she's a strong, fierce woman. But she's um, she's just very determined to, to make things happen. And I learned a lot from her. But everybody has a story to tell. That's true. Everyone walking this planet could be on your podcast right now sharing their story because we all have something to learn yeah and that's like thanks for mentioning that and that's whether you like you're famous or not famous that's i agree with you completely and i love talking to people like in the process or less known or because there are so many people successful in their own way that you may not know about you know and highlighting that i remember a year ago when i first got an accountability partner. That was the first thing I noticed is I did it with someone I really respected. And then the first thing I noticed was you're not that different than me. Mm. If anything, I might be stronger in some areas. Right, right. And so that just switched my mind. Like, yep, no one's different right. than me. Right. So I can do anything I want. Yeah. 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 Uh, speaking of accountability partner, mm-hmm. I just have to put this pitch in. Like I got Brendan Burchard's the high performance planner, yeah. the first of the year, mm-hmm. and it is the most amazing accountability partner. Um, do you have it? I do have it. Isn't, isn't it life changing? Well, it's just very, it's detailed. Yeah. And so that's why I think it's better than most planners because planners can just be simple and it's difficult, but that's why it's a great accountability partner because yeah. it actually makes you like think and do things daily as far as in the morning and the evening and weekly too. Yeah. I just, I just think that, um, if you want change in your life and yeah. you don't have an accountability partner, you're going to, it's going to be hard to see it happen. Mm-hmm. So. Okay, cool. So speaking about goals, yes. Um, I'm looking at your cupboard right now. And those, are your, <laughs> those are your goals, right? I, I have a few. Yeah. I kind of have them all over my cupboards inside my cupboards. These are just who I'm going to have on my podcast this year. These are people I'm going to help. These are in places I'm going to speak. And yeah, I mean, that's I, smart. I like it that it's, I'm going to steal that. Yeah. I like it that's on your cupboard so you can see. I had a friend come over the other day uh-huh. and, um, well, about six nights ago, I just sat down by myself and I'm like, whatever dream pops in my head, I am going to write on this post-it note and then I'm going to plaster it up all over my house so I can see it. And then the other day I had a friend come over and he started and he wanted to place all these limitations hmm. on his dreams. I'm like, well, no, there is no, there is no logistics on how a dream is going to happen. We're dreaming right now. Mm. There are no barriers yeah. to your dreams. And that's what happens in life is we put barriers and rules and restrictions and what ifs and how is it going to happen instead of just believing that this is going to happen. I'm going to find a way and not talking about all the reasons why it won't work. And so once I'm like, no, anything is possible, but even, even I was doing it, I'd even put a restriction on, Mm -hmm. on a dream because, but on my, um, thing over there i have a check written out for a million dollars to myself now i could have mm-hmm. written it out for 50 million dollars but yeah. one million felt good mm-hmm. do i know how one million dollars is going to come in no but it's going to yeah and someone t- told me the other day actually and i like this 
and I've seen this with myself, like once you make a decision, then your brain just starts looking for ways to make that happen. Like once you see it, like if you make the true decision, not just say it, but you actually mean it and you feel it yeah. that yes, I'm going to do this. Then your mind starts looking for those things yeah. like to connect, yeah. to connect the dots. So, um, truly I wanted to just shout you out for that. Like the goals. Cause when you text me those, I'm like, dang, I got to level up. <laughs> like, and I love people that make me inspire me to level up. I wanted to read some of them. One of them oh, was, sure. I will interview Oprah. Uh huh. I've already sent the ask. She's coming to Salt Lake March 5th through the 8th. Are you going to for that? For the Qualtrics convention. I will be there. I'm also going to invite Barack Obama too. So You're the bomb. <laughs> and I want to go that. I'm moving, but I want to come back yeah. for that. Yeah. And then I'm going to speak in Hawaii. So you're going to Hawaii. Are you speaking there? Uh, I'm going to Hawaii in like two weeks. I do not have a speaking gig yet. That's because I'm there for work and I can't really do that. Well, I shouldn't say can't, but I, I don't have that set up yet. Okay. But I do want someone just to take me out on vacation when I'm not working <laughs> to go speak. Okay, yeah. I like it. I like yeah. it. And they said, I will interview Gary V. Yes. And then I'm going to take, I'm not sure if I should mention the name, blank kids to Disneyland. Oh, uh -huh. And so those are just a bunch of cool yeah things that like for you it might not be like out of the question because you've already done a mix of those right, things right. but regardless when you say like oprah yeah it's like okay yeah you know but i love like it really did inspire me to go big and write, <laughs> and write those things well down. she's the ultimate for me like once mm -hmm. i interview her i'm gonna just quit the podcast you know <laughs> no yeah. but she like she is the top of everything for me for real she's so she's i that will be ginormous and you know what i talked to her team last year and they they actually considered it and mm -hmm. they didn't give me an immediate no they mm -hmm. said let me see what we can do we'll get back mm -hmm. to you and um i just sent it again and i said our national office is a couple of miles from the venue i can do this on the phone or in person um you know if you don't ask you will never ever know yeah and uh so I will keep dreaming big for the rest of my life. I mm -hmm. will, and I have friends who are friends with Oprah. So it's not completely out of the realm. Like <laughs> yeah. our co-founder is on one of Oprah's shows, John Schneider. He started um, mm -hmm. our organization. He works for her show, The Have and The Have Nots. He's an actor on that. My other co-founder, Marie Osmond, is a very good friend of Oprah's. Mm -hmm. I have another friend, Amy Purdy, the girl that lost both of her legs from meningitis and is the um, Paralympic champ snowboarding champion. She's friends with Oprah. So, you know, it's just a matter of when the timing is right, it'll happen. Mm. And I like that. It's you're not putting a time constraint on it. And I think that helps even with your expectations of like, let's say if it doesn't even happen this year, you yeah. keep going or you keep trying like. It can well, still and as Alex mentioned, know? just because someone tells you no, it doesn't mean you stop. Yeah. Like I could be a stalker and say, <laughs> are you sure? You know, like, and that's yeah. not advised. It's really not good in the business world to keep going back. But sometimes, honestly, um, a cool story. Do you know who Les Brown is? Yes. So when Les was growing up, he wanted to this job at this DJ radio station and they kept saying no. And every day he would go back mm -hmm. until they hired him. But he kept going back and back and back and back and back. So persistence is everything. Yeah. And I think people discount these stories like I have in the past because you hear these stories for some reason. If it's on a podcast or some type of media, I feel like people think it's like not real yeah. or a story or yeah. embellished. But no, it's really real Yeah, that these people go back to radio stations day and day, mm -hmm. like day after day. And whether it's you through friends or even emails, like 
emails are a lot easier than yeah, in yeah. person. That but I say I say do things the um, unconventional way. That's yeah. that's how I got my job for the Broncos. Is they had told me no twice. I happened to be in Denver interviewing with different um, colleges across the country to be assistant sports information director, mm-hmm. and. Honestly, this was the craziest thing. I'm in my hotel room, and there's a Denver Broncos mouse pad. That's the only reason I called them is because mm-hmm. I saw the mouse pad. I took action on the inspiration, and I called them. I'm like, I want five minutes. I want five minutes of yeah. your time. They said no. And I'm like, I just want five minutes, and mm-hmm. they gave it to me, which I still can't believe to this day that that happened. <laughs> they did, and yeah. I went in there, and I walked upstairs, and they said, what can we do for you? And I said, I want to know what I need mm-hmm. to do to work for this football club. And I got the job. Boom. You have to believe in mm-hmm. yourself and you have to be willing to do things that other people are not willing to do. That's true. Like if you do things that everyone else is doing, you're just going to be like everyone else. Yeah. Do the hard stuff. Like for me, yeah. I actually, so I love, I see celebrities all the time and my goal is you know to get them all on mm-hmm. board and i see them everywhere because i'm looking for them mm. and um people get really nervous when they're around me and that happens because they know i'm going to go up and start talking <laughs> yeah and they feel like i'm invading their privacy and their space and i am but that's the thing i'm doing it for a higher purpose right <laughs> this is about how, am I, gonna get, how am I going to get these kids to help support or these celebrities to help support children's miracle network hospitals and i i'm telling you I've, I've been able to create some really cool miracles from celebrities that i've met in the airport getting them to do stuff really for us just that's from cool. a freak meeting because i happened to spot who they were let me ask you, because from like my perception of you is that you're fearless, but I know that's not, <laughs> not the case for anyone. Right, right. So like what like what are you afraid of? Oh, that's such a great question. I fear that I um like if I'm being totally one hundred percent honest, mm-hmm. that I will be alone the rest of my life. Mm. That's that's a very yeah very big fear is that yeah. I'm not lovable. And that's the thing when I went and heard Oprah at this event in Washington, DC and she said that every one of us on this planet, she has interviewed presidents, the biggest A-list celebrities in the world. And everyone at the end of the day just wanted to know that they're seen, that they're heard and what they say matters. And so at the end of the day, every one of us is walking around just wondering if we're lovable just wondering if we're good enough. Mm-hmm. And for me, that is something that I struggle with every day okay. is, am I good enough? But I'm not unique. I am not unique because <laughs> everybody's kind of got Everyone that story. That. Yeah. Yeah. But thanks for being honest. And I, I mean, I hope you know that you're loved, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Th- thank you. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's really hard. I mean, I grew up in the Mormon religion. Mm-hmm. I, I'm still practicing and you are supposed to get married and have children it's part of kind of the whole plan for them that it's all based on families and uh so when i was 21 years old and i graduated mm-hmm. from byu and i really thought something was wrong with me and i lived my life up mm-hmm. until i was 40 years old thinking something was wrong with me really because i'd never got married and i didn't have children and it was so refreshing to turn 40 and realize that, oh yeah. my gosh, um, there's nothing wrong with me. God has a perfect plan. And instead of blessing me with the four children that I always dreamed of, I now have over a hundred children, mm-hmm. if not more. And there's nothing wrong with me. It's just, this is the life that I chose. Mm-hmm. I didn't choose 
to fit the box and uh, do what I was supposed to do. And I'm so grateful that I chose to be true to me in that regards because honestly, even if I am alone the rest of my life, that's okay. I know that I'm always in the perfect place for me. There's mm-hmm. always a lesson in every situation that we're here. And my personal beliefs is that we're on earth to become better human beings and to grow and to not be stagnant. And so it's all about challenges, how we face them, how we grow and how we help other people through the process. And it's been a really hard thing. Like I've been dating this guy and just the other night, I'm like, it was actually last night. I'm like, I actually can't believe I don't have children. Like I always thought I would have four kids and, yeah. and I don't, and that's not my life. And I don't have a family, but what I do have is a lot of love. Mm-hmm. I have so much love. Oh, that's important. And at the end of the day, it's all about connection. And uh, I'm really connected to these kiddos all over the yeah, country. Yeah. And that's cool. Right. Cause it doesn't have to be necessarily like your own children's love. Yeah. Right. I think that's just kind of what's been yeah well and i actually have two fiancés um Mm -hmm. they're both eight years old Um, (laughs) one's named maverick one Uh is named aj he could use prayers he's going through chemotherapy right now Mm -hmm. and uh he has seven inoperable brain tumors seven and yeah he's he's awesome he actually has a port a chemo port that he calls steve rogers captain america so i reached (laughs) out to chris evans and got chris to tape a video Uh for him and he actually got it while he was in the hospital getting chemo so aj sent a video back to chris and it was really, really cool. That's the kind of things that I live for is AJ's going through a hard time. And if I can make that hard time just a little bit less for even a spare moment, mm-hmm. that's a really, really, really good feeling. And like, even for us, like when our problems, like they're nothing right. compared to seven brain tumors. Yeah, like as a kid, a sick kid, our problems are nothing. Yeah. Like a kid. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's crazy. So um you mentioned like church i want to and i feel like for you it's still an it's still a struggle for women i feel like but it's less controversial now to be career driven Mm -hmm. i would say it's kind of it's gained movement yeah so props for being ahead of the game a little (laughs) bit so what advice would you give because for me like you know i'm single don't have any kids but I would love to have a daughter mm. Um, mm. for I just like <laughs> like I connect with that a lot. Mm-hmm. So what advice would you give to just a little girl about she's just anything, whether she wants to be a mom or have a career yeah, or both yeah. or do anything she wants to? Like what advice would you give? Yeah, OK, I would say. Life is a really amazing journey Mm -hmm. and you get to dream really, really big. And it's important that you always follow your heart, Mm. that you identify what lights your heart up and that you are always willing to pursue that, which is your why. For you and not to make other people happy. Right. Yes. I mean, I've, I mean, I've even struggled so much of like recently, like up until about 43, Mm -hmm. 44, I honestly was killing myself to be perfect for God and Mm. to be perfect for my parents. And literally my body shut down. Mm. I'm in 2017. I had chronic pain for the whole year. I could not get out of bed March and April. And it's because my body was no longer willing 
to be killed for the sake of perfection. Was it was it like a mind thing? Yeah, it's I think. And just, then it turned. Yeah, physical? It, yeah, the mind turned physical because everything, all of our pain is emotional. Mm-hmm. Every pain in our body stems from some type of emotion, and so I think after so many years of really trying to be perfect in the Mormon faith, um, all they would say they don't preach perfection. There is a culture of perfection. Mm-hmm. And so that really has been an unhealthy thing for me. And uh, it's just, it's been challenging. And I, I would d- definitely say that um, I've definitely let go of the perfection and I am, am, I'm striving to be me. That's awesome. And it seems like from what you've said tonight that you've gained, like you've mentioned a lot from 40 on. Yeah. 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 So what do you think about, like what what, what happened yeah that's such a great question i haven't really thought of why that was the number did you think you were happy like 10 years ago oh honestly every every day is um a challenge for me to be happy if Mm -hmm. i'm focused on serving other people that's where i get my happiness and that's why it's such a big deal for me to think about others every day otherwise i really struggle with depression Mm. and so no, like I've, I've been on depression medication since, since I was 25 mm. and I'm 45. So I've definitely been dealing with that yeah. every day. Um, so yeah, but I listened to an amazing podcast tonight and, um, it was just a really cool, they offered a really cool thing that when, when our mind is tripped up in our thoughts and we really just need to come back to center, just putting our hand over our heart and saying, love ease compassion and doing that for 90 sex seconds and that will kind of change your physical state and uh yeah it was just a really cool tip that i learned and also they said that there's like a barometer point where some people are um genetically programmed for higher levels of happiness than other people some sometimes it takes people a harder time to get to that point others can get there really easily mm-hmm. and so it's just kind of recognizing your genetics and um but for me i just know that i want to be happy and so i really do know that happiness is a choice and i really try to choose happiness every day boom and it's it's true we choose yeah. it yeah i believe that thoroughly no matter what our circumstance mm-hmm. actually in the podcast they said 10 percent of our happiness is circumstantial Hmm. everything else is attitudinal attitudinal is that how you say attitudinal attitudinal yeah if you 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 got if you haven't read the book man's search for meaning by victor frankel Mm -hmm. uh he was a prisoner in um the nazi concentration concentration camp Mm -hmm. and he so many people around him were just miserable and he's like if i couldn't find beauty in the fish head in the dirty bowl of water then i wasn't going to make it Mm -hmm. but he was able to find that to be beautiful and just appreciate what he did have and uh yeah it's i I think it's one of the best books on the planet so i definitely yeah i still need to read still need to read that (gasps) yes you do yes Yes. that's the most important thing that's happening tonight is that you read that book (laughs) okay (laughs) so what's your counsel for people struggling with their identity versus Mm -hmm. the one that their parents church or society has of them oh gosh you know that is um that's been something i've been working on really a lot the last three years and i would say i have learned the hard way that it's so important to be who we are not who others want us to be so Mm -hmm. for me i definitely feel like my parents have wanted me to be the perfect mormon girl who 
does X, Y, and Z and, you know, and believes what they believe. And Mm -hmm. I was really grateful that I had a conversation with them about a year and a half ago. And I'm like, I I don't know what I believe. And, uh, and I I mean, I was, there was a lot of tears around this and they're Mm -hmm. like, well, we love you no matter what. Mm. And so I think no matter what it is that you're going through, whether it's your sexual orientation or your religious beliefs, and you're just really trying to figure it out. The most important thing that we can do is, be who God made us to be. Be our authentic selves. That's who we are. And trying to change who we are to fit someone else's standards or ideals will always make us suffer. And so just now that I've been able to kind of step, I mean, I I, I believe in the Mormon faith. I go to church. There's so many things that resonate with me. There's certain things that don't resonate with me. And I really think it's definitely okay to ask questions and just be like, you know what? I'm going to show up as me and that that's enough. That That is enough. And that's the most important thing. And um, I would I would strongly encourage that if you're not doing that right now, do the scary stuff and, <laughs> yeah. and, just, and just go through the process of being true to you and see how that feels because nobody wants you like perfection is boring and nobody wants Mm-mm. the fake and the not no. real they want they want to know you and that's actually who they love imperfections are cool yeah yeah imperfections like one of my favorite books of all time mm. is the gift of imperfection by Brene brown it's 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 just one of the best reads out there and so I do love, I am so imperfect in so many ways, and that's what makes me beautiful. Boom. I love it. Okay, so we've come to the segment where I call Scroll My Soul, and I'll tell you why. Okay. Because. (laughs) That's good, by the way. That's good. Oh, thank you. That is really awesome. You might want to trademark that. Um, But why I call it that. So trademark that, okay. Trademark it, TM. You can't steal it. Copyright 2019. (laughs) But it's. So I write in my phone, you know, I'm sure as you do notes of like when you're listening, (laughs) reading conversations, and then I randomly scroll through it and I pick something for you. Yeah, yeah. Ooh, cool. Um, And so for you, what I picked Then I'm going to do it to you. Okay. Let's do it. I love it. Okay. So I just want to know like what, how you resonate with this. Okay. I wrote, I like when I'm wrong because that means I've learned something. Mm, Yeah. That's really good. Like Um, I really do. Like I thought about this last week. Like, I really do like when I'm wrong because that means I've learned something. Yeah. Well, I went through a recent hard time and I was trying to find um, my part in the situation. And I learned out what my part was today that was wrong. Mm -hmm. And I I didn't even realize that I had done something wrong. I'm like, that was wrong. That was a boundary that was crossed. But I wasn't aware of it until I figured it out today. And now... I will not make that choice in the future because <laughs> I did do something wrong and now it'll make me a better See? person. Boom. And so it was really cool because I always mm. want to take accountability. Mm-hmm. Like playing the victim role is is a good way to not have any friends. <laughs> and yeah. uh, But no, I want to own mm. what it is. And one of the other things I was listening to in this podcast, and I'm sure you've heard this, but you know, when anyone's going through anything, uh, it's and you're just struggling with it and you don't know how to forgive it's Mm -hmm. you just picture that person in your mind and you say i'm sorry please forgive me i love you and thank you and Hmm. it's a really cool process where you can go through a a lot of um any situation or any person that you're struggling with it can provide a lot of healing around that so it's i'm sorry please forgive me 
I love you and thank you. Even if you and that's feel just like, in your head. Yeah. Cause it's your and own even thing. If, I, I, I would say it out loud, but even if you feel like they're the one that wronged you, just be humble enough to say, please forgive me knowing that there could be a part in the situation that you mm-hmm. played. That's cool. Yeah. Okay. So you ready? <laughs> yeah. I'm ready. Hey, let me scroll this. Is good. This. <laughs> <Okay>. I mean, <laughs> you're the first is, one to pull this on me. I like it. Um, okay. Talking nice to ourselves. It's important to obsess about our positive characteristics. What do you think about it's that? It's important to obsess over our positive characteristics. Yes. Um, I mean, well, first I agree. <laughs> and it like how I relate to it is I think it's easy to be critical. Mm-hmm. Um, and for whatever reason, we don't like to give ourselves credit for things. I don't know why like society like to like tutor our own horn or whatever. I'm not sure why we feel that way. I think we need to change that somehow. Like it's okay to celebrate your wins. Mm -hmm. Like we should be happy for everyone regardless of what it is. And so for me, I resonate. Like I say, like I stay humble Mm -hmm. in fear of making someone uncomfortable Mm -hmm. of my success. Mm -hmm. So that's how I resonate with it is that sometimes I find myself holding back because I don't want to make people feel bad for what I've achieved. Mm, and I say that's unhealthy. Yes, Very. I agree. Yeah. So I would challenge you mm-hmm. to obsess about <laughs> your positive characteristics. I actually. Yeah, I think I do by myself. Like yeah. I meditate every morning yeah. and like I go yeah. over a lot of things. Right. But I think out, <laughs> out loud, Yeah. that's hard. And that even resonates my theme this year, my mantra for this year is be bold. Yeah. Yeah. Um, just because that's what I've had to work on is I'm not like a people pleaser necessarily, but I get lazy because I want to avoid confrontation because it takes time. Mm, okay. And so I would challenge myself to be bold in every aspect this year. Mm. So I accept your challenge. Okay. I yes. like it a lot. I was reading, um, I have this book that I read every day based on the day and, um, it's Louise Hay um, I'm not sure if you're familiar with her, but no, she, you have like a library yeah, in your yeah, head. Yeah, like Hay House, all of her books. <laughs> you need to read those. Yeah. Um, but it, the mantra for today is, <laughs> "I'm beautiful and everyone loves me." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But it was like today. It was a day yeah. that was really hard for me to say that. I just I'm like, I feel so the opposite of everyone hmm. loves me and that I'm beautiful. But it was a mantra, and it really is important that we do. Um, so often we let our minds obsess about those negative qualities or at least those lies that we tell ourselves that that aren't true and i do think it's so important especially to write them down too mm-hmm. write down the things that really are really great about you and be proud of them let's do that i really like that i think that's actually going to be the challenge for this week is write things down that you love about yourself whether it's physical emotional attributes whatever i love that Okay, so thank you for spending an, an hour with me almost. Do you have any last counsel or advice that you'd want to send out there? Well, how much time do I have? You have as much time as you want. Okay, awesome. Well, I, I, before, <laughs> I go, going, yeah. before I go, I have to tell you about the Miracle of Maverick. Yes, do it. Um, I just want our listeners, your listeners, <laughs> sorry, yeah. I'm thinking I'm on my podcast. I hope, um, I hope be, it's ours. To be inspired yeah. by Maverick Shooty. Maverick is from Cheyenne, Wyoming. I'm from mm-hmm. Afton, Wyoming. He was born June 11th. I was born June 11th. He loves the Boston Red Sox. I love the Boston Red Sox. 
this kid has been through it. He's had over 40 surgeries, including five open heart surgeries. And he loves, loves, loves Big Poppy, one of the greatest home run hitters in major league baseball. Yeah, so baseball. for people who don't know who that is. <laughs> yeah, he's he's amazing. And one day Maverick wasn't feeling very well and I reached out to my buddy who played first baseman for the Boston Red Sox when they broke the curse of the and won the World Series in 2004 and I just asked him if he could get a video from Big Poppy's hero or I'm sorry Maverick's hero Big Poppy and within 2 hours and 15 minutes I had a video for Maverick that said Maverick, we love you. Stay positive. Keep the faith. And then Big Poppy said, I'm going to hit a home run for you tonight. Mm. Well, I immediately sent that to Maverick and he flipped out. <laughs> he got a yeah. video from his hero mm -hmm. and he said it was the best day of his life. Well, fast forward just a couple hours later, it's a beautiful night at mm -hmm. Fenway Park and the Boston mm -hmm. Red Sox are playing their rival, the New York Yankees. And Big Poppy steps up to bat the first time and he strikes out. He steps up to bat the second time and strikes out. The third time he steps up and he strikes out. The fourth time he steps up, yeah. it's the bottom of the eighth inning. Ooh. He's up against one of the best relieving pitchers in the game, someone he's never had a hit off of his entire Ever? career. Just one, hit, just one hit. Yeah, never had one hit wow. off of this guy in his entire career. Mm -hmm. And he swings the bat. <laughs> And he hits a two-run game-winning home run Boom. for Maverick. Mm -hmm. Now, in that moment, I was screaming. Yeah, I bet that. But was. I was also on my knees, thanking God because in oh. that moment, I knew mm -hmm. that was a miracle. Because you don't just promise a sick kid that you're going to hit a home run in Major League Baseball. It's it's just not easy to do. And then you strike out four times. The odds of it happening are so low mm -hmm. because. It's just, yeah, it's so low. So um, I was just so excited. And then the next thing I know, I have a video from Maverick. It says, Big Poppy, you never let me down. And I'm going to try my hardest to get to Fenway Park that. to meet you. Mm -hmm. And within two weeks, I was on a private plane from Cheyenne, Wyoming, with my little man for oh, him to throw awesome. out the first pitch and meet his hero. Major League Baseball was on the plane with us. They produced the story. It's one of their most watched stories they've ever mm. produced. And uh, it was the best day probably of my life to be able to yeah. spend the day with Maverick at Fenway Park for mm. him to go touch the green monster, go inside, leave his autograph, to be able to go in the locker room, meet all of the players, be in the dugout, high five all the players during the game, mm -hmm. get all of the foul balls that were hit mm -hmm. big poppy gave him his bat from that night wow um it was it was insane and it was one of the greatest days of my life and my book is called the miracle of maverick and it talks about the miracles behind the miracles because really mm -hmm. who was the hero for who was maverick mm -hmm. the hero for big poppy or was big poppy the hero for maverick Boom, and and it's about, it like yeah, 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 who, yeah. who, who's inspiring who, and we all play certain roles in our lives where we need, we're big poppy and we need to deliver the miracle or Kevin Millar, someone who assists in making the miracle happy, Maverick, who believes in the miracle, mm. me, someone that I could help facilitate the miracle, but it would have never happened had I not been willing to just follow the inspiration that I got one day when I was on Instagram and I saw my friend Kevin Millar in a photo with Big Poppy mm -hmm. and bam I acted on that prompting and pretty much whenever you feel something 
and it's to do something good, do it because there mm-hmm. is something huge on the other side of that prompting. It's real. Like we are always being guided by spirit towards um, things that we can do for good. And it's pretty cool when we act on it because miracles will happen. I love it. That was amazingly put. <laughs> okay. Well, thank you. Anything else? Um, I would say, honestly, I think my biggest message is choose to be happy. Know it's a choice. Choose to dream big. Never take no for an answer. Make sure that you honor your calling. We're here for a purpose. Know what your why is and never stop living your why. And I think one thing that you're really good at is learning. Mm, Yeah. And I think why you've gotten through a lot of things you do is because you're constantly learning all the time. Yeah. Right. I, I mean, I'm look, obsessed podcasts all day long. I, well, it's proof. I, like yeah. look how many things you just named, <laughs> you know, it's like you probably have a library downstairs or something. I have a, I have a bookshelf and I need a new bookshelf because my books are piled everywhere. But mm. yeah, yeah. Continual growth is really important. I mean, I don't have anything figured out. I am just always in the process of trying to, yeah, trying to. And going back to the thing I asked you about being wrong, yeah. I, heard, I heard someone say one time, we're never, no one is ever right. We just get less wrong. Mm-hmm. That's good. That, that is good. And honestly, like everybody's truth, like it's just, it's interesting that there's, there is truth out there, but like everything's perception, right? Mm-hmm. And, and choosing to believe a perception that benefits our life is a really good thing. Okay. Well, Kelly, thank you so much. Um, really, thank you for opening your heart, your home to give energy, um, love. Like, it's cool to hear so many of your stories. And I'm stoked to read <laughs> the book. Cool. Um, well, also, yeah. I, want, I would say go to untoldmiracles.org and you can listen to these celebrities share their miracles. Yeah. Like, like, honestly... Um, and, and one thing I forgot to mention, which is one last thing I can close with. It is so important that we look for the miracles in our lives. They're little and mm. big. And every day we can ask for a miracle. We can be grateful for a miracle. And we can help create miracles in the lives of those around us. And that is what we can be doing every day. And I encourage you to go out and see what kind of a miracle you can create today. And so like with this Brendan Burchard planner, I've literally been trying to focus on an act of service a day. Mm-hmm. And it's really cool. Like today, I just, I was getting lunch at Chipotle and this uh-huh. guy walked in that was homeless and he went to the bathroom and I just put money on his backpack. Like, oh, I love he'll that. never, you know, he'll never know what happened, but like he'll have felt that act of service. So did right? he leave his backpack on the chair or something? Yeah, he just left it on the chair. He just left his That's stuff so in the cool. corner. Good so I'm you. like, okay. What can I do? What can I do to serve? Mm -hmm. What can I do? And it's just because your mindset was switched, right? Is you might not think that if you're not looking to serve. And I think looking to serve helps. Yeah. Just catch those things because your mind is looking for it. Yep. Okay. What you put out always comes back. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Like (laughs) drop the mic because this was awesome. But for real, thank you so much. I appreciate it. Well, I appreciate it too. Mm -hmm. And I really feel honored that you invited me to be on your podcast. I'm so excited for your journey. It is truly incredible what you're doing to create miracles in the world. And thank you so much for the invite. Boom. Thank you. All right, y'all. I hope you enjoyed that interview this week. It was one of my favorites so far. And this week's challenge is inspired by crude personal care. 
at LiveCrude. The challenge is love this skin you're in and appreciate one thing about yourself every day this week. Keep a running list and submit these gratitude lists at the end of the week. So what I want you to do is keep a list, write down actually something, whether it's physical, um, your personality, write something that you truly love about yourself. Um, this was inspired by Crude Personal Care and the conversation you just listened to with Kelly. And once you complete this weekly challenge, there are a few ways you can report back. I want to hear from you guys. So please post on Facebook or Instagram using hashtag going challenge. Um, also tag at live crude, send us a private message, tag us in your stories, or you can use the Golink hotline. To use the hotline, call 385-626-0525 and follow the instructions. Follow us at Golink Group. My name is Ben. I love you. This is The Golink Show.